Hi, everybody, and welcome to... Wait, what happened on The Bachelor? Wait, what happened on The Bachelor? I'm Marilee. I'm Jessica. And each week, we break down what happens on The Bachelor and recently some drama throughout Bachelor Nation 2 because there's a lot going on right now, and we are here to just discuss all of it. So we'll go and we'll talk about some high points of this episode, but really we're going to focus on, obviously, the Chris Harrison, Rachel Lindsay interview and Rachel... K's apology on Instagram as well. So we'll start out with some high points this episode because I do feel like as so much is going on, we're really overshadowing Matt here. So we'll talk about his episode to begin with. Jessica, what did you think overall? Overall, I mean, it's hard to even, there's only a few, there was a few highlights to me, but it's, I'm glad we've got the mean girls gone, but um, now like, it just feels like there's, like, so many girls still, like, left for this point in the season. Definitely. That, like, it's just uh, a little, like, confusing, and then we get one more even, and I'm just like, oh, okay, like, I just feel like Matt's kind of um, just getting screwed over in a way. Like, he's not, it's harder for him to come up with a successful relationship when he's not even going to get to know like any of these girls I feel like because there's just new ones new ones new ones yes I feel like the producers were like oh you know this is the first Black Bachelor we've got to make this a really really dramatic season and they've just been going like so hard on the drama that we've really lost like that like Bachelor magic that we love and that we were really like wanting to see Matt fall in love we've seen him say I have feelings or maybe falling in love with one person and that one person has had so much drama going on outside of this. So it's like, what is actually happening here? I want to love this show so much. I have so much love for it in my heart, but it makes it hard sometimes. I feel like they're hiding a little bit of Matt from us because he, you know, a lot of these girls have already said they're falling for him. Like, a lot. Um, and it's still early. It's, like, halfway through. And so I feel like, okay, there's something that all these girls are getting. And, like, hearing, um, I don't know if you caught, like, Chelsea's interview. where Because you know how she talked about her hair on the episode? Like, right. Apparently Matt also, like, talked about his experience with his hair, too. And then, like, they, well, they didn't show that. Yeah, we like, didn't see any of that. They, we just saw him being like, oh, that's, hmm, right. that's interesting. Like, like portraying him as this, like, really dull guy. Yeah, they're, like, dulling him down. Like, they're putting him, like, on, like, a Peter level. And I don't want that. Like, I want him to be fully Matt James. And I want to hear these conversations that are going on. So I do think you're right. I knew about, like, that Chelsea conversation where she, like, you know, told her story about her hair. And then he really gave, like, a story about him and his hair, too. But we didn't see any of that. That's the that's what I really want to see. And it's just making me sad that it's just getting overshadowed by so much other drama that is unnecessary. And I feel, I just really feel bad for Matt too, especially since like when we saw Tyler come on this show, I realized how uncomfortable Matt had been the whole time because I felt like once Tyler got there, like he was so comfortable that Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh man, Matt's been like really uptight this whole season. And like, I just had, like, I listened to all these Bachelor podcasts, and so a lot of these, like, former leads have said that they 
were reached out to by him for advice, and I just feel like he's trying so hard. And like, it's just not fair. He's not getting a fair shake at this. Yeah. Yeah. It just is really disappointing to see. Um, One highlight of this episode was Piper for me and their date. I'm glad that she finally got her date because she's been on my fantasy team for a few weeks now. (laughs) And she finally came through. Um, I thought their date was really cute. Overall, they had like a carnival thing. A way better carnival than Tasha's date on her season. (laughs) I've loved seeing like the memes comparing the two carnivals. Poor Tasha. Man, can you imagine if Tasha had a season like during like the Bachelor Prime and like got to travel and go to all these places and these elaborate dates? Like, because I just felt like she, what she did with her season was amazing. Like my favorite season, and it took place in La Quinta. Yeah. She had all those backyard dates, and she still made it amazing. And truthfully, she ended up with somebody, and it's worked out so far. So, like, maybe that was better realistically for her. Um, But, yeah. He seems like such a good guy. Like, all I've seen out of him, like, from his Instagram and stuff, it's not been, like, or, like, shilling products. I've heard about him, like, doing more stuff for his addiction um, recovery uh, program which I think is great like that's what I, you know like if you're like oh what would I use my platform for if I was a celebrity like mm-hmm. he's really he's like doing it I appreciate that yeah um so maybe that worked out in their favor they got a realistic view maybe the like fantasy dates are what lead to like these relationships not working out um, yeah, maybe because, you know, in a La Quinta, you're not having that like gloss over like, oh, we're doing fun- something fun. So, of course, we're having fun. It's like, here we are by the same pool again. The rose colored glasses are off at this point. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of this date with Piper? I love Piper. She's adorable. I just, this is also Caleb's favorite. Um, it's, it's like that would be his number one. I mean, she'd have to be my number one up there, too. I would have kept Katie, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, she's also from Oregon, where Caleb's from. Oh, cool. That's fun. Uh, and I liked hearing her talk about how, like, white Oregon was because that was something I will say when I went to Oregon I I mean now I'm a pale person but I've never felt more tan in my life like maybe it's that California bias that like oh people should be tan but these people looked like they'd never seen the sun before (laughs) I really like Piper too. <laughs> did you listen to Piper's interview? I did not. I did not listen to Piper's interview. I listened to a, a, a different Bachelor podcast. Okay, let me tell you what she's she because she gets a little mad when Heather walks in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she talked about like how she like reflected on why she got so mad and she said that it was kind of she felt like triggered by like seeing 
Heather, like this like blonde white girl, and she's like, that's like all the like what all the guys would go for back at home in Oregon. So yeah. it comes around and was relevant. Yeah. No, I you got there. You really did. Um, also when I was watching this originally, um, I like Piper comes out of the room after Heather walks in and she's like yelling and like she has like a very extreme reaction or whatever. Um, but when I was watching it, I was not really looking at it as an extreme reaction. I felt I would have done or felt the exact same way. Maybe I wouldn't have been as loud, but those emotions, 100%, I can fully understand. Like, especially after just having this one-on-one date, you see, you know, a new girl coming in on this situation, like, especially in this, like, tense environment. Like, I, I didn't realize it was such an extreme reaction until I watched it back and I would, like, listen to some other podcasts and I was like, oh, that was kind of intense. I also, like, hadn't even thought about it until, like, I heard her kind of, like, explain it. Um, because to me, I thought that, like, it was, like, the right way to handle it. Like, she was nice in the moment. Like, she was perfectly, like, chill. When it happened, she handled it with grace. And then she walked out and, like, needed to vent a little bit. I didn't think that that was a big deal. Like, she wasn't, like, slamming Heather. She was just like, bleep, 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 essentially. She wasn't wasn't screaming at anyone. Yeah, I think that's, like, a really healthy way to handle a situation. She just essentially, like, handled it really calmly, like, turned aside and, like, stamped her feet. Like, that's not a big deal. I didn't think so either. So, I didn't think that she really had anything to apologize for. I didn't think so either. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would have felt the exact same way. and Maybe I wouldn't have had the, that same reaction, but the same emotions, I think anybody would have anybody would have had those emotions and I think she had the perfectly fine reaction like I well and I think it's funny she didn't know who Heather was either yeah so <laughs> she's like why what is the weird connection it was just like all weird to her so weird and I guess we should explain a little bit so at some point in the episode um I think throughout the episode really they weave in that heather is back and if you don't know who heather is like a lot of people um she was on colton season yeah to be honest when like we first were announcing this and i got all excited about it i thought that she was one of the twins from ben higgins season but (laughs) she's not she's heather from colton season and that's why like she and hannah b are friends yeah she's never been kissed heather that was her thing on the show is that she had never been kissed before um and that was her whole identity that was all that we knew about her and that's still truly all that we knew about her when she left the show so i thought it was so strange that she would come back but of course she is hannah b's friend hannah b is said to have pulled some strings maybe to get her on the show i'm just asking what kind of friend is that that would put you up for the bachelor instead of just introducing you to a mutual friend yeah I mean maybe it's what Heather want maybe she doesn't want to be known as the girl who's never been kissed would be my bet like I mean could I see her and Matt together I mean like I guess they're they're both religious I feel like it's kind of a stretch yeah, I don't necessarily like, see them together either. And not especially after we've seen his relationships with other girls like Michelle or uh, Rachel, even at this point in the show, we know that those are strong relationships. So, like, I don't know. 
And I honestly, in this situation, like, it may sound like weird, so hear me out. Like, I might feel like almost cheated on in this case because it's like, sure, you're dating multiple women, but like, you're dating the women that you agreed that you all were dating, right? Like, not anybody else. Like, we'd be upset if The Bachelor came in with a girlfriend, for example. Like, that's, it's like breaking the relationship agreement. So, I, like, would be mad as well. Me too. I'd be really upset. Really, really upset. And for Heather in general, I don't think it's a good look either. It just looks kind of desperate, in my opinion. And I don't want to be harsh, but, like, you couldn't meet him. Like, you had to come on the show to meet him? Like, that was your only way? Or, like, you... I don't know. That's just... I don't. I just can't I'm get past that to part. See how Matt handles it. Like, would he? Is he going to be like offended? Like, why? Why? If you were this way, like, why did? Because it's happened with other leads. Like, um, I think there was somebody from Rachel Lindsay's past, but it wasn't like a past relationship. It was like some like a kid she babysat or something. Yes, like that. yes, so she, yes. I remember that. So she got like weirded out and sent him home. And then I remember that Becca had, like, a guy that was, like, in her friend group, and she was, like, very offended. Like, well, if you were really interested in me, you would have, like... Pursued me outside had of so, this. like, many multiple chances. Like, you're clearly not into me. Mm-hmm. And sent, like, him home. Yeah. So I'm, like, curious to see how Matt will take it. I don't... I really don't think that she's going to be on here for very long. <laughs> the other girls, I think, would revolt if that she if she stayed. And I don't know. I haven't really seen her in too many previews um, after this either. True. So true. I don't know. Well, and it's um, it's pretty late in the season to join as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, halfway through, almost more. Than I'd halfway. assume they've kind of met before, like when Nick Vial joined Caitlyn Bristow's season. They had, like, been talking outside of it, and he'd been like, I just can't, like, I can't imagine, like, you know, coming, like, ba- like you coming back, like, engaged to somebody, like, and then, like, I, like, let it go, let it go, because they'd been talking mm-hmm. beforehand. And that was, like, much more believable, because he kind of, like, snuck his way into, he really did, like, a producer thing, quote-unquote, didn't, like, drive up in a minivan. Right. And show up during the middle of a pandemic where you have to quarantine anyway. Yeah, quote unquote, show up and like, oh, but the can the nice cameras out there, and we're pretending it's a security cam footage. Right. Like, there's no way. That's there's just no way. That's that's just you just happen to show up. No way. Like I think. Yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, another just kind of thing that happened in this episode that we should probably touch on is Katie's one-on-one. Um, she and Matt are pranking Tyler C for some reason. Um, and they just totally have friends vibes and I don't really see like the romantic chemistry between them. So I understand why she went home. It was not surprising to me. Um, I think that she could find a nice guy on her own too. So (laughs) I, I wasn't surprised. Agree. I just think that um, she and Matt are, like, in really different life stages, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of, like, wanting to hang out with his buddies and make TikTok videos, which is, like, fine. But Katie seems, like, just a little, like, I mean, she's older. Not, like, older, like, 
right. old, right? But like she's like twenty nine, just... I think, maybe twenty nine or thirty. I thought that she was like thirty two. I thought she was uh, one of the older. She girls could on be. We're in the early thirties, though. Yes, yes, yeah, not like old at all, but like more, you know, older than a lot of the girls on the season, and I think like just some, like just in a different life place. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like you could kind of tell that on their date, too, because all these other girls on their, like, night portion of the date were wearing these, like, fancy dresses with, like, a lot of, like, makeup and their hair done. And, you know, and Katie shows up in her simple white sweater with corduroy skirt and boots and coat, which totally cute outfit, but very, very different from what the other girls (laughs) are wearing at this point. So it just really wasn't a surprise to me. No, it wasn't to me either. And I was like a little bummed at first just because I like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see, I'm mad to see Katie go. But, you know, like he's got so many girls left at this point. Like he really needs to like really cut out people that he doesn't want to be with. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was nice of him to like sit what he said about Katie and like how much he meant to, she meant to him through like the process and I, like, definitely hope that they're, like, still friends afterward. I don't see why not. Yeah. They seem like they would be really good friends, but probably just friends, you know? Yes. I didn't I didn't see the, like, chemistry between them. Me either. Me either. I also thought their date was just a very friendly date. Like, I never have once. Yeah, not romantic. Never have once pranked any of my boyfriend's friends with him. And we've been together for, like, eight years. Like, that doesn't, that's not something that you do on a date. Yeah, it's not – yeah, definitely not a date activity. And, like, then you have to be the third wheel to, like, his best friend the whole date. Like, Yeah, he's not paying attention to you <laughs> necessarily. Or his full attention isn't on you, I guess. Yeah, definitely not because he's just – especially, like, the way that he interacts with Tyler – that's like his final rose right there. Like they have such a good bromance. He has more love for Tyler than he has for any of these girls. Yeah, better point. better romance in that one episode than any of the romance. Definitely. All season. But I'm I'm also glad that it took this long to bring like Tyler or Hannah B on this season. And I hope Hannah is not on this. Oh my goodness. I would be very upset if she was on this season. But I know that the producers of The Bachelors don't believe in cancel culture, quote unquote. So I'm sure that um, they have given her grace um, and are definitely going to let her back on. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Um, But that's really all that kind of happens in this episode. Um, There's a group date where they go bowling, but nothing really happens. And um, then we end with a cocktail party um, with 10 girls left, plus Heather. So who knows what's going to happen next episode. We're on a to-be-continued again. Yeah, in in like the the middle of the week, I guess. Yeah, in the middle of a cocktail party anyway. All right, so now that that's out of the way, the Chris Harrison thing. Oh, my gosh. So when did this first come out? Was it just yesterday? It was Tuesday 
uh, when the interview was and aired because according to Rachel and her podcast, Chris Harrison was just supposed to come on to talk about what had happened on Monday's episode. Like it was a Tuesday. He was going to talk about what had happened on Monday night. Okay. Yeah. So Chris, but, but, uh, I guess, uh, she heard him just say a little something and decided to ask, what he thought of uh, Rachel Kirkconnell um, just generally like doing racist behaviors. Um, so we had known this whole season about her liking um, Confederate flag posts, liking friends with MAGA hats, like generally being around racist people, um, photographed with like a friend of like a black friend they dressed up as a slave she um what what else there's a couple other she was i mean like liking pictures of friends who were like culturally appropriating other like cultures dressed up as an she dressed up as a native american yeah just well. like generally questionable racist overtones on social media you could say or at least ties to racist overtones, you know, if we want right. to, you know. Right. So that at all, we'd all known about that. And then some pictures came out of her out at like the KA Old South Formal. And so, so Rachel was in, co- in school around the same time as us. So, much I, so I don't know if you remember that it was we, so we had a KA chapter at the other school and they ha- and so I hadn't heard about their Old South formal being held the year before us in 2016. So when I heard this, like, happened in 2018, I was like, oh, okay. Like, not, okay. This party had been banned. Like, you can't, you know, like, yeah. not only did we, like, know it was racist in 2018, these parties were banned by... Um, they were banned by a fraternity that, like, is, like, a, the Southern Gentlemen's. Right. Like, they were banned by, like, the most racist fraternity out there. I don't know if you, like, know much about K.A. I really, really. Um, But it's, like, it's, like, not a great organization in and of itself, Um, I have to say. And, like, I, oh man, but anyway, so in, tw- in 2018, this fraternity knew it shouldn't have been having this party, like they knew they were going into a party, like I just have no sympathy at all, 2018 was not at all a different time. Not at all a different time, which is what Chris Harrison sort of tried to like say in his interview, because like you said, Rachel was just posed a simple question, what do you think about Rachel K and like everything that's going on around her. And then Chris just kind of went off on his own thing. He, like, I don't know. He just talked. The the interview is 13 minutes long. Most of it is him just talking out to Rachel, speaking at her, really, instead of having a discussion. But he, I don't know. It's like he took it personally, almost. I don't don't know. It was not a good look. Not a good look for him. I don't, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But, I mean, he, he just... It was just hard to watch, honestly. 
It agreed. It was like a long, like thirteen minutes or whatever. And like yeah. maybe I don't know if we're able to like put a couple like quotes or something in there or like snippets because it's a horrible. Um <sighs> It's just like he he just comes to her defense so quickly and so easily that it's scary and it makes me question, okay, Chris, what do you I mean, you're kind of telling me what you think about this already, but I would hate to ask any more questions um, because I would hate to find out more of what I think you're already telling me. Um, I don't. It was just. And this is his public face, right? This is what he's saying in public. Yeah, yeah, on on camera, just to. He was bold with it. It was Rachel. Like, it was a lecture. It was. And, uh, it turned into a lecture on cancel culture when Rachel asked, what do you think of about what's going on? I I don't understand how those two things correlate, and I don't understand how um, him claiming, like, the woke police is not just holding somebody accountable to their actions. And he asks Rachel Lindsay, who are you? Rachel Lindsay, he specifically... He doesn't use the general you. He says, who are you, Rachel Lindsay? And me, Chris Harrison. To judge her behavior. Like, or be mad about it. Like, uh. I think Rachel is able to feel about it however she wants to feel about it. Just like you're able to feel about it however you want to feel about it, Chris Harrison. If we're just going to open it up to everybody can feel how they want to feel, then she is completely right in feeling how she wants to feel, right? Like, also, definitely, Rachel's a black woman, the first black bachelorette on the franchise, and you're going to ask her, oh, who are you to feel, like, upset by this? That just doesn't sit right. It was, it pissed me off. And, like, Rachel is so calm throughout this whole thing. And, like, you can see her, like, getting a little, like, She looks like and... she's, like, a, like gonna go in for the punch, and then she just reins it in every time. And I applaud her. <laughs> grace as so many people have put it yeah we keep saying grace because chris harrison could not stop saying how we have to have grace for these people like an an apology means nothing when you're forced into it by the public especially like forced into it like after a ton of public pressure and chris harrison did issue an apology but like a bullshit apology in my opinion because like he had no shame talking about it he was so proud of that conversation you could tell and it's just i don't know if you've had i'm sure you've had many conversations like this where you have to like calmly talk somebody through why they're being mean and terrible like um and then they're like oh thank you for being civil not like those other people and it's like but like you did something like like those other people have i'm mad too i have other ever these people have every right to be mad um and i just like hate I'm, like, shaking a little bit because I'm actually so mad about this. It, it just upset me. I don't, like, maybe I've just gotten too attached to, like, Rachel Lindsay. Um, but this, like, whole expression, like, where we're like, oh, we need to protect so-and-so. Like, I feel that about Rachel Lindsay. Like, I know that she's, like, such a strong, tough, like, person. She's an attorney. But, like, she does not deserve to have this, like, kind of stuff spewed at her. And I loved that she 
she knew what Chris was doing and she, I think, had, like, she was just witty enough to know, like, I just have to let him talk. Yeah. Rachel, if anything, has proved that she's, like, one of the, like, smartest people on television, smartest interviewers, because she knew, like, exactly what she needed to do in that situation to just, like, let it play out how it was going to, as opposed to getting herself personally or just, like, her thoughts involved. She didn't say anything. Not really that she had the chance to, but... In that whole interview, it's mostly Chris talking, so nobody can come at her saying, oh, you know, you said this, or you acted like this, and this is why he did this. Like, she didn't say that at all. She didn't say anything. Chris talked himself into a hole, so I am just like, wow, I wish I could be like her. She's just so smart and composed, and, like, I love her so much. I'm just, she's so cool. Yeah, she knew it was being recorded, so she knew, like, oh, I loved it, and, like, I like her kind of ditching um, like, the Bachelor people being like, now, hey, like, she's a reporter on Extra, she's got her podcast on Higher Learning, she's got her MTV show Ghosted, like, she doesn't need them, like, they need her. Definitely. Could you imagine if she was just like, I'm straight up done with you guys, Do you, who would have all these conversations? Chris Harrison, we saw how well that went last time, like, he can't, we can't be, he can't, we can't trust him with these conversations. We should have known that in the very first conversation Matt ever had with him where Matt was like I'm feeling you know some pressure as the first black bachelor and Chris Harrison was like what do you mean I have no idea what you're talking about I've never related to that in my life like we should have (laughs) known should have known we should have maybe had somebody else just feel that yeah well and I I mean I've heard like heard like rumors or whatever that Chris Harrison like sucked for a while but this just, like, really put it into perspective. Yeah, like, I wanted to believe so long that Chris Harrison maybe didn't suck as much as other people said that he might. But I don't know. Yeah, and it just struck me that, like, uh, when when Rachel's on her Higher Learning podcast, like, she's like, no, I knew Chris. I wasn't surprised at what Chris was saying. Like, he said we'd have these conversations, conversations so I knew what he was going to say. And I love that, like, Chris thought that they were, like, friends, but Rachel's just a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is the one that put the friendship on her. She's like, I literally just work here. It's like, what do I do now? You are my one black friend. Who am I supposed to say is my black friend now? Matt James? Yeah, Matt, come golf with me. We can body shame women, too. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't make that joke because Matt did, like, come out and he, like, said something about it. I mean. (laughs) He's nowhere near the monster that Chris Harrison is. No. No. (laughs) We've watched Matt every every week and he does not seem that way. I love that Van Lathan posted that Chris Harrison was a weenie. A weenie. (laughs) A weenie. I think that's so funny. I highly encourage everybody to listen to Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay's podcast, Higher Learning. Um, It's amazing. And they touch on a lot of Bachelor stuff because, like, Rachel, obviously, in the world. And Van had really never seen it before, before Claire's season, so... I'd love to get his thoughts just about the show and the franchise in general because he's a newbie and has a very dis- different perspective than a lot of people who are already in it. So, 
And I love that he's actually able to, like, keep pace with Rachel. Yeah. Um, and, like, challenge her a little bit. And they've got, like, a great back and forth. So it's, like, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Definitely. I definitely think everyone should listen to it. Do you have any other thoughts about Chris Harrison and his uh, interview? Uh, I encourage people to sign the petition to get him to resign. I didn't know that I would existed. Say that there, yeah, I would encourage you to sign it. Um, I will say I signed it when there was less than a thousand people on there. <laughs> One of the first. Steps. I have nothing better to do, I guess. <laughs> but um, when I last checked, like last night, it had twenty-five thousand signatures. Wow. So I like encourage people to sign it because I think that, like, you know, people are. I've seen a lot of people be like, why push for change on, like, this TV show? And I feel like because you should push for change, like, everywhere. Like, you, this is something that, like, I love. You love. Like, we love watching together, love watching with our friends. Like, why, like, not put, that's, so you should push for change, I think, everywhere. Yeah, and, like. I don't know, what what do you think? Like I, I agree. I think that, you know, like. The Bachelor is a really unique show just in general because it's a reflection of reality. It's obviously, you know, through, like, the lens of whatever the producers want to say, but, like, in, like, the truth of it, these are real people who are living real lives that you can, like, see outside of this show. So I think we really need to be paying more attention to, like, how they feel about this. And if they're saying, hey, we don't, like this this isn't what we signed up for this is what we want to be a part of that's not what we stand for then we should listen to them like they're the ones on this show and they're the ones who've been most affected by this because they've been in that world we've just been watching it so listen to them listen to what they have to say go seek them out follow them and uh yeah i uh, yeah i think so just i don't know i love the show so much so it just really is a bummer to have these kind of conversations when i just want to talk about how the producers are manipulating the show (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to be a break. Right. Um, Yeah, I'm curious. I just want to know a little bit more what you think. Like, were you surprised about Chris? Like, did you... I mean, I feel like I'm not really surprised by a lot of people. Um, I just feel like I always just kind of have low expectations. So unless, like, somebody really proves that they, like, deserve me to have higher expectations of them, I just have the bar pretty low. (laughs) Uh, And, like, obviously it can go lower, so it's – so I wasn't surprised. I was really disappointed, though, because, like, it it is easy to – easier to be, like, you know, maybe he's not that bad of a guy. We'll give him a benefit of the doubt. But when you watch 13-minute videos of defending racist behavior, it's really, really hard to be, like, maybe he's – just had an off day or something you know what I mean there's just too much yeah. in there to be like oh he did, he's not like he can't think like that really you know like he showed you all of his cards you have to believe people when they say who they are it was a passionate defense passionate and that's what the thing that like really I guess surprised me the most was just like how passionately he was like defending her I think like Rachel when he had done that interview had not said anything about what was going on so she hadn't said it herself and I think it's just kind of an interesting position to put yourself so in defense of behavior like this when you don't know what she was doing it for we didn't hear about it from her like why are you so quick to defend it when she didn't even say that's something you should be defending me for I'm not like that anymore yet you know 
Right, exactly. Like, it's odd to be like, we have to accept her apology. Like, it's time to move on. We have to be, like, she's better. Like She can apologize when we want to, when she wants to. She can do whatever she wants. It's okay. We don't know. We don't know. But it's like, one, she should be telling us. It's been six weeks. And two, like, yeah, we don't know. So can we ask her what's going on? Why are you, why are you not asking her what's going on then, you know? Yeah. Oh, I just don't think that we have to, like, I'm not going to accept somebody's apology when the apology just has, it doesn't even exist yet. Exactly. I mean, not that like, it's like my apology to accept it all, which is why like, I want to hear, um, your thoughts on the, on the apology that she made. Yeah. I was actually more surprised by her apology than I was Chris Harrison's interview. (laughs) Um, and it was a pleasant surprise. I feel like it was, more than I expected. Like I said, I set my expectations pretty low, so it was more than I expected, um, which is good. I feel like, you know, she said in her apology that, like, apology is really just the first step and that she hopes to be able to earn that trust and, like, earn, like, an acceptance of that apology. I felt like that was really important because, you know, you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, if your actions don't match up, then I know who you really are. So I... I don't know. I, I thought overall, like, I'm not mad at the apology. I wish that it would have come way sooner. But maybe she just needed the time to really say what she needed to say. And I, I, I'm i not mad at it. I think it's more telling what comes next as opposed to just what the apology is. Although, overall, I'm not mad at it. What do you think about Chris Harrison defending Hannah B? Oh my goodness. I do not ever want to hear about Hannah B ever. And so just like hearing more about her and like you just like that he jumped no. to her defense as well. We weren't even talking about Hannah B. How did she get cut? Like brought You're up talking in this about digging again. your own grave. Like, like Rachel cannot be accused of like trapping Chris Harrison. No. Because she was, he did couldn't this be accused of baiting him into anything. Himself. I was just like, why would you bring her into this one? It's it's not a completely different situation, but it is because that happened live while we all saw it. And two, we shouldn't have just moved on. <laughs> it was bad that we just moved on and didn't hold her accountable back then. And I don't feel bad, honestly, about cancel culture. Like, some people deserve to be canceled. Um, and, like, people don't want to be held accountable. It's... Like, this whole, like, oh, it was my free speech. It just reminds me of, like, when you were in elementary school and, like, some other, the other kid would be, like, doing some dumb stuff. And then, like, they'd be like, it's a free country. Did that happen to you at your elementary school? Yes, it did. (laughs) It just very much gives me that vibe. Like, what does that mean? It's, like, a free country. Like, there are laws. There are rules. There is true. There is false. Uh, (laughs) And being a... Like, it just gives me, that's what those kids grew up to be. Yeah, and that's what happens when nobody tells them, no, it's not a free country. (laughs) (laughs) You're not just free to do whatever you want. Or you are, but you have to take the consequences that come with it. You can't say no to that. Like, they both go together. Yeah, and it's like, you're not allowed to react to what I say. That's where you're wrong, buddy. (laughs) That's where you're very, very wrong. Yeah, I just and I I love to see people being held accountable for their actions. Like it feels 
really good. Yeah. I am all, like, I'm all about holding anybody accountable to their actions. Like, if you did something, like, if I murdered somebody 20 years ago and you just found out today, like, that doesn't excuse the behavior because it was 20 years ago. Like, I still (laughs) murdered someone, you know? Like. (laughs) Yeah, and then you're, it's so true. Like, and it's, oh. So bad, and 2018 was not five years ago, no, as it was. Suggested. For anybody that doesn't know the math, um, it was the end of 2018 too. So it really was barely two years ago. Yeah, it was just um, disappointing. Um, what did you think? I mean, like, I I guess I could ask you, what did you think of Rachel's apology? I mean, it doesn't really matter what you think, but I still will ask you. I guess, like. I just, I don't accept the apology. <laughs> I'm still mad. Um, I like, <laughs> I know the apology is not for me and yet I don't accept <laughs> it. Like I, <laughs> she's like canceled for me. Like I'm never going to follow her on Instagram. Like I don't, I'm never going to be interested in hearing her interviewed. Like I'm not interested in giving her any more of a platform, honestly. So that's, you can like call me, you know, call me like a cancer culture woke police all you want. I like do not care. I'm done with her. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should say just because I thought her like apology was well-rounded doesn't mean I'm going to go follow her on Instagram. One, I didn't care when this started. So when I heard about all this going on, I was just like, well, I'm never going to follow her. That was just like not on the table anymore. Well, exactly. Like it doesn't matter what she says. Like, like, I just wasn't going to, like, I wasn't going to invest my time in that because if I did and it just made me mad, then that's on me. She already said, or it was, the facts were already out there, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I I don't know exactly. I guess it, it seemed like she said the right thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, But, like, also, it was just a written statement. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's true, and those are pretty easy to, like, craft if you have enough time. Um, video is way more telling, but, like, I'm not going to watch an apology video. I'll watch a, like, recap of an apology video. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I just, like, never watch the apology videos because I feel like those can be manipulated just as much as a That's written true. word I don't could, know. so. I guess I just feel like it's fake. I can understand why you think that. For me, like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, good thing that she did. Like, good for her that she, like, was owning up to her actions. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that she said she's sorry. Like, how is she actually living her life now? Like, do those two match up? Yeah, I just don't, I, I feel like if she was sorry, it would match, like, what she was doing with her life now. Like, if her behavior is different, like, then she would be so humiliated that that came out and then when like I just feel like it is weird it is weird that it took so long you just I like would not want that being said about me like and I wouldn't I don't think and I wouldn't want my family going around defending my behavior either like I would not let my parents be like defending it yeah you know Mm -hmm. which they were going around 
defending it and I would I would tell my parents like no like that's unacceptable behavior yeah like I'm embarrassed that's true like my, hopefully I and my parents would be embarrassed of me <laughs> yeah I hope if I did something <laughs> tragic like that my parents if my parents were being interviewed they'd be like <laughs> I would hope just either not be accepting interviews or be like yeah she was being so dumb like we <laughs> don't we do just that. we just yeah like we disown that behavior or like you know we whatever. love her but we don't agree with what she's doing yeah we raised her better than that like <laughs> true true so i don't know maybe it maybe yeah, it took her up until now like- maybe it took her up until now when all this was happening to be like oh that was bad because that's happening to a lot of people recently, which is crazy to me, but it is happening. It's, I, I don't know. I'm just like. I mean, she's from like Georgia, right? And you're going to tell me she just, she lives in Georgia and she just learned racism exists. I mean, I, I feel like, like maybe, maybe like. I, I grew up in, like, a smaller town in Texas, and when you don't have, like, a lot of exposure to, like, outside worlds, you really get wrapped up in what you're thinking, and that's not an excuse. It's ignorance, but, I, I mean, it does happen, which is crazy and wild, but, like, those people are around, and they just, some of them truly don't know, which is just wild, wild, wild to think about for me. But I have met those people. <sighs> I just, uh, it, I, you know, it's a different world. It really is. The South in general is just a different world. You can be so sweet and forgiving, merely, and I think, like in general, sometimes uh, I can be a little harsher on people <laughs> than you. Um, but. I think I just have a hard time like forgiving stuff like that, like hurting behavior, like hurting other people. Like it just, and I think I, I'm just more bothered by it. I th- you you kind of like let things roll off your back, and I'm more of like I can be a little more like stubborn or a grudge holder. So you're know, like I just let them go, and I'm like I'm gonna actively dislike <laughs> them forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes us a perfect pair. Because <laughs> you remind me who's bad, and I'm just like, we have to keep moving. <laughs> I'm like, no! Like, we gotta get mad about this. It's not fair. <laughs> You're like, yeah, just go. That's life. <laughs> You're right. It's not. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, maybe, you know what, maybe a little bit of progress, at least. You know, Chris Harrison's getting raked over the coals a little bit. You love to see that. It's so much more than I bet he ever expected this one little interview to go. I bet he's so mad about it, too. I, bet he's I don't upset. think I did anything. I mean, what did I say? What did I say? From from the way the interview is going, I bet that's what he's saying right now. Yeah, I just talk about insincere apologies. 
Yeah, I was, again, on Rachel and Van's podcast, Rachel was talking about how after the interview, Chris texted her and was acting, you know, like, like nothing was wrong, <laughs> just like regular, <laughs> and then like apologized after the fact that all of this had happened. So she's not really sure whether which is real, and I feel like if Rachel doesn't know, um, and she has personally been with Chris, you know, multiple occasions a, a lot of time, then how am I supposed to know? Yeah, I've. You can't. You can't know. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like when somebody shows you who they are, you trust them the first time. Yes. Um. So. One hundred percent. I like think that that Chris Harrison showed us who he really is. He has some deep insights into who he really is. (laughs) Is there anything else you have to say on the topic? I don't think so. I really hope that we can move forward and not have to keep having these same conversations over and over again because it is tiring and I just want to enjoy the show for what it is. Um, But hopefully somebody out there in the world has learned a lesson from all of this. That is all we can hope for. Yeah, they're going to tuck their racism a little tighter (laughs) inside. (laughs) That's not a lesson. Not a lesson. If you were thinking that was a lesson, listen. I'm pretty sure that's the lesson that they learned. He's like, oh, that's one of my inside thoughts that I... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'll right. remember to not say this sort of thing on camera in the future. <laughs> You're exactly right, which is sad. I think that's the lesson that was learned this week. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> Maybe we can hope Rachel learned something. Hey, we'll see, and that's something that, you know, if you really wanted to follow her, you could check it out. I will not, but... If you if you check it out, don't give her a follow. Yeah, you know, maybe if you want to like pop in and see if she's not doing racism anymore, like that might be okay. But <laughs> do you have any other thoughts on anything this week? Um, I like that the both um the men of Tisha and Claire's season and the women. Of uh, this season of Matt's season, put out like a statement together saying that they like are against Chris Harrison and pro um, Rachel Lindsay, um, and like a lot of the Bachelor Nation people like put out videos supporting her, and uh, I was like happy to see see some of those. Me too. I feel like Rachel deserves all the support in this because she's had to deal with it ever since she's become the bachelorette and um yeah i was really happy to see that they all band together because you know like maybe that's like what other people are thinking is like oh it's just these people who are saying something who have a problem with it when other people aren't saying anything but they still have a problem so i was really happy to see that too i think that's it i think so um, thank you all for listening. This has been um, another episode of Wait, 
what happened on The Bachelor? Wait, Wait, what happened on The Bachelor? We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.